Hey guys, welcome to the new episode of the Talk and Shed podcast. I almost said the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, on this one, it's Cody and I. We're upstairs here in the recording studio. You can probably tell from the echo. We really need to invest in some sound wave proof stuff to get that echo down. Mm-hmm. But I turned up my microphone so that I don't talk as loud right. so that hopefully it doesn't echo as loud. Right. So yep. we'll see. But, you know, today is Friday, mm-hmm. February 23rd, 23rd. Mm-hmm. So a week ago at this time, we were completely buried in people at mm-hmm. the show. Yep. At the farm show, Louisville farm show. I wanted to do more recordings down there than what I did, but I mean, I, I wish one of these days I want to hire a, like a few years ago, we hired a camera crew mm-hmm. to come and we shot some videos on products. Yeah. I'd like to hire a crew to video the experience of the Louisville farm show. Yeah. Everything from, from when we sit down here. Mm-hmm like brainstorming what are we going to take will it fit in the booth will it be the best bang for our buck like is that the product we need to bring and then we will it fit on the trailer Mm -hmm. and then getting it down there getting it unloaded building the booth and (laughs) the trips the miles the and and all that you know the pre and the post isn't bad like Mm -hmm. getting equipment down there tearing down and stuff isn't horrible but what i what I struggle with so much about that show is I wish I could hit a pause button. Yeah. It is so fast. Yeah. Like it's so quick, so quick. We, we get there in the morning and we'll walk around, uh, early Mm -hmm. and see everything that we want to see. And then boom, the people show up. Yeah. And on Thursday, which I would call the busiest day, Mm -hmm. the second day. Yeah. They, you know, I didn't speak to anyone on our team for like a long time. Yeah. Like I'd turn around and like maybe say something to you real quick. Like, Mm -hmm. dang, you know, there's a lot of people here and then boom, there's someone. Yeah. There was people waiting Mm -hmm. the entire time. And in this year, for those of you that were there and that noticed we had two separate booths, you know, so we were spread a little bit thin on salesmen. Mm -hmm. We had dad up, dad and Austin man in the, the upstairs booth. Yep. I call it the upstairs to be clear with everyone that's the bright big room where where all the the big boys are and then we're down in the dungeon right around the you walk around the tractor pull arena mm-hmm. and uh west wing versus south wing yeah mm-hmm. you could you could say that but in those yeah. buildings you get so turned around yeah you have no idea where you're at yeah but um it, it's just a fury you know you'll you'll a guy will be walking by he'll kind of slow down and he'll start you know coming up to what you're looking at and he's thinking man i hope no one comes up to me and talks to me and i hope no salesman harasses me and pretty soon my job is to get as many names and, and hand out as many cards as i can so you know hey sir is there anything i can help you with and they kind of freeze up a little bit mm-hmm. like uh-oh i'm caught you yep. know and but i try to you know really quickly calm the conversation into a super relaxing one like hey you know anything i can help you with i'm Mm -hmm. not you know to just to relay to them that i'm not here to get them to sign up for this you know right you know you walk by booths and they're like out in the highway trying to hand you a a card like here here, sign sign up up. for yeah only a free cooler yeah Uh, for only ten dollars a month it's just going to change your life Mm -hmm. no like we want to build relationships we want to get a product that you only buy because it's going to give you an ROI, Mm -hmm. not because you're pressured, not because we fooled you into making a rash decision. And so we calm the conversation down and pretty soon, you know, he's telling me about his farm, Kinsey 3,600. He's got Mm -hmm. inner plants. He no tills, you know, he really struggles with getting through that residue and and I'm building in my mind kind of, you know products that would fit him based on my experience with other customers and uh and so i spend some serious time with him give him give him all my information i take his i need to build him a quote maybe Mm -hmm. so that took probably 10 minutes and i turn around 
and boom, there's someone else at the other mm-hmm. end. And he he and my first guy, he was probably from Southern Indiana. First right. next guy, he's in Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's got sand, full conventional yep. under pivots. I'm like, okay, completely shift gears, you know. And he's telling me about his operation, and and then the third guy, and then this guy, and then by the end of the day, I kid you not, there's no way that we didn't sit down and physically have 50 to 70 conversations oh, yeah. with customers in absolutely. a day in a day mm-hmm. and absolutely and we don't stop until 10 minutes after the show's over because yeah. they'll come up over the announcement and say you know attention everyone the show is now over please make your way to the exits mm-hmm. and but there's still people there because the tractor poles are starting right and so people are heading to the tractor poles and they'll say, oh, hey, you know, what's that? Them closing wheels. How much are those closing wheels? And it's just, a, and, and pretty soon I look down, I'm like, shoot, I I haven't even talked to my wife yet today. Yeah. You it's know, six it, o'clock. It, it's six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, my boys, they've already been to school. They're mm-hmm. home from school. They've been yep. home for three hours. Probably already ate dinner. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, what day is it? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we get back to the hotel boom it's like change clothes or shower real quick and mm-hmm. we're, we got to go eat because yep. it's already six thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. and uh go to bed wake up and we wake up early and and it's just the same blur and, and yeah like by the second or third day i was like telling my wife i was like you know what day is it like mm-hmm. how's everything going i feel like i haven't talked to you in forever but i've talked to hundreds of other people and uh it's just a blur it is a madhouse and uh to try to reel it all together and you know you'll come home and you've got your book and it says you know steve from indiana he needs a quote on this and it's like i I do not remember talking to Mm -hmm. steve from indiana you know or and so i i would love to be able to capture that fury yeah um in a in a video it's it's intense yeah it is so intense to to try to go to that show and and uh every day we're just trying to provide suggestions Mm -hmm. to those guys because they're going to come to us with an issue within their operation yep either they need a better closing wheel or they need to maybe try some row cleaners or they got a new planter and want to put some fertilizer on it right we're trying to solve a problem yep and and it's always well well what if what if this happens and what if this happens and you've got to have a rebuttal for all of that and so it puts a lot of pressure on you as a salesman because at the end of the day you tell this guy something wrong well he's going to come back and point fingers at you and say well my corn only yielded 170 bushel this year well i think you know just based on experiences that we've had is is our best way to steer them in the most educated direction you know right i I don't ever promise bushels right you know we have the beck studies hanging up on the closing wheels and stuff and Mm -hmm. and i think everyone's well aware that nothing's a guarantee right um but but yeah there's uh we we are put in a position to be consultants in a way for their operation Mm -hmm. and and it's not and i tell guys this all the time it's not due to the fact that anyone on our team is a a corn warrior right or can raise 400 bushel corn or knows Mm -hmm. how to farm any better or or woke up with a, a wand in their hand that that makes them planter specialists right it's the fact that we have been more places, been in more fields, mm-hmm. met more people, mm-hmm. listened to more speakers than I would say 90% of people yeah. in, in the industry. And that's not, that's just by pure default of being in this industry mm-hmm. for, you know, the time that we have as hard as we have been going at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at every every person you've talked to you're going to learn something mm-hmm. you know you might say well what do you think about this closing wheel and they'll say well i tried it one time and it, it didn't work and we put that little bit of information in and, and so now we know maybe that one doesn't work so well in sand or mm-hmm. this or 
you know, what do you think about this strip till unit? Well, I like it, but it does this and this. And it's like, okay, right there is a testimonial from a user, mm -hmm. you know? So we learn from all these data points. Um, every day we're talking to people on the phone from across the country mm -hmm. and we put all that knowledge into a bundle. And so then when a guy comes to us with a problem that we've seen or heard before, boom, we're on it. Right. We, we've seen this story 10 times. Mm -hmm. You know, a guy comes to us and wants help managing stock residue. Right. We've seen this story. Yep. We've successfully covered this one hundred times. Mm -hmm. they, this is a cakewalk yep. or, you know, I need this and this. And it's like, well, we've, we've done it 10 times successfully. So let's, let's give you this recipe because we know it works. Mm -hmm. and so that's, what's fun about the farm shows. And, uh, it's a blast. It, it's a lot of fun to Run, be down there. Running through all those different scenarios. I mean, I talked to a guy from Colorado. Yeah. I talked to a guy, I mean, guys from Illinois, Alabama, you about name it, all across the country that go there. I mean, there are a lot of foreigners that go there too. You know, Germany, mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of people that come from over across the pond that are there. And you are able to kind of <clears throat> basically just kind of learn on how they operate within their operation and it's a it's it it yeah. still amazes me how different an operation can be from pennsylvania to illinois to colorado to alabama it, oh, it's it, it is nuts to texas i mean yeah it doesn't even have to be that far mm -mm. it could be neighbors right you know mm -hmm. full conventional running all green equipment mm -hmm. you know deep tillage and, yeah. and the neighbor down the road you know, he might be, he might be running a, a gleaner mm -hmm. with, you know, no-till equipment and, and raising just as good yields. Yep. And it's, you know, every operation's different. And I'll say it seems that how every operation farms today isn't because it's the best way to farm. Mm -hmm. it, that's not true right there is no cookie cutter one best way to farm right um i talked to a guy this morning who is going to all 90 foot planters uh for this next year mm -hmm. and he's going to be running 90 foot tram lines and you know to him he's probably dreamed of getting to that point for a long time mm -hmm. um to others they might look at that and say man that that's kind of a nightmare like how are you going to spray you know, how are you going to side dress and, you know, but to him, that's where, that's his perfect thing today. Right. Today. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is the reason why they farm today is because it's a product of how they were taught to farm right. 30 years ago, mm -hmm. how, how their dad farmed right. or how their grandpa farmed. And it's not exactly how they farmed because, you know, they're not using the plows and, right. and the discs and mm -hmm. the cultivars, but you know, I talk to guys all the time, and they'll say, "Well, you know, my dad, he's been, you know, he's been no-till now for thirty years, and mm -hmm. we've been doing a good job making that work." Right. Well, that's why they're doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, is is just dad started doing it probably because someone influenced him to do it, right? And and none of it's wrong, mm -hmm. but everyone's just farming the perfect way that they know how to today yeah with how they're set up yep, and, absolutely and at the same token everyone has got uh, a goal in which they want to achieve mm -hmm. you know like we need to get to 12 row corn planters or we need to get to 24 row corn planters and and uh, once they get there mm -hmm. then those goals start to expand you yeah. know now we need to work on wider tillage mm -hmm. or a bigger tractor right and and it's it never there's no stopping point right there's no like there's no super bowl right you know the super bowl is the end all you know mm -hmm. for that season you have won you know you see a lot of coaches and players retire mm -hmm. boom they don't they're done they mm -hmm. achieved what they need to do farming there is no super bowl right it's just college playoff every day right you know you're just battling it out battling it out you're never you're always winning mm -hmm. but you're you're never winning big enough right you're just and if you do 
farming's a game that you're just going to keep getting in, mm-hmm. you know. So, yep. Yeah. It's a good analogy of how to how to describe it. It's, yeah, it's interesting. The the farm show is like you like we were talking it it's so great to be able to talk to that many people in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like the Super Bowl for us as far as salesmen because it's like oh, it's National Farm Machinery Show week like let's go get after it like it it's the time of year when you run into some of the oddest situations mm-hmm. or or you know you may have a a piece of equipment on your lot mm-hmm. and you're like man it's going to take a special person to buy that mm-hmm. and like noon on thursday cody's like hey you remember that thing sitting out back yeah yeah i just sold it to a guy in arkansas <laughs> what you know yeah this is like yeah seriously mm-hmm and that guy in Arkansas, he came up. He's probably like, I've been looking for that thing for three years. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I've had it for seven. But <laughs> where you been? <laughs> you know. But it's uh, it's that time of year when you are going to walk up to a guy, initiate that conversation, and you have no idea what you're going to mm-hmm. open up. No idea. Nope. You and and me being me. I'm always kind of sniffing around a little bit for some hunting property too. Like, Hey, you got any turkeys? <laughs> and like, you know, if they're from Kentucky, you can bet I'm asking if they got any turkeys running around. Yeah. But of course everyone's going to say, well, yeah, I do, but I'm going to need them turkeys basically tied up. Right. Like, Cause we I mean, got no clue oh, what man, the heck we're I, doing. I couldn't call a turkey on my phone Mm-mm. if, if I had their number. No. So, no. But yeah, it it's fun and uh it's 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 very expensive too. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. You know, we stay in those hotels mm-hmm. for a week and and uh Heck, your mom and dad are there for 10 days. Right. It's like it's a long time to be there. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. There's a lot going on and but you you do, you know, you eat different food every day. Mm-hmm. You we do get to go to some pretty cool restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's a great you know, we always need just those little tidbits of time to get to escape the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're still working on the business, but right. you're not working in the business mm-hmm. to to get away permanently for a couple of days, and it, it changes the mentality so much. You start looking from the outside in, and and that's honestly where we develop a lot of ideas is just being together as a group away from the business for a, a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal. And uh, you, you start kicking things around and, and you learn how how people can operate with or without you being there. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, a, I it's mean, a great we, time. I mean, we've done that on installs and stuff like that to where we oh, just, yeah. I mean you're sitting there and you got a six hour drive <laughs> and that's all we do is we just talk to each other and kind mm-hmm. of pick each other's brains i mean it's a lot of fun but yeah that that's a yeah a lot of good team bonding between the sales team and stuff like that is always developed there and it's always a lot of fun to go yeah austin came down for the first time mm-hmm. you know he had never been to that show yep um if you guys have ever received a ups box from us in the last i don't know two Year. to three years yeah, two years it it was packaged by austin so if you were short anything you can call him yep uh mm-hmm. ask for him <laughs> but uh so i think that was good for him to experience that show yes um elliot went down mm-hmm. from the shop yep to help you guys set up mm-hmm. um i'm sure he learned a lot there he stayed overnight as well yep so got to experience a little bit of that but it's it's fun it I, like i said i wish you know i could talk for hours about it on this podcast but it would not portray the the wholesome experience that oh yeah that it really is it's more than a farm show mm-hmm. it's a it's a big deal mm-hmm. but uh yeah and we can't forget did i ever you know, we packed up there on Sunday. I, I came home. It snowed um, Friday Thursday. Friday night. Yeah, Friday, Friday or night. Thursday night, yeah. It it snowed in all of Indiana down into Louisville. And Dad told me, 
Friday morning, you know, of course, hey, you know, you better be leaving early. It's going to snow. And it didn't really matter. I, and I wasn't going to leave early. I wasn't going to leave the show early. There ain't no way. Yeah. I left the show at 3.30 and it was painful to mm-hmm. drive out of that driveway. I was like, man, I got two hours left to talk right. to people. But I came home Friday. My my goal was to pick up my three boys, come back Saturday morning, and they were going to help clean up. They were going to get a little bit of experience in it as well. You know, Saturday's definitely the slower day, and so I thought that'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it took me six hours to get home Friday night on a normal three and a half. Um, and then it took me like four and a half to get back down there Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I got down there, and as soon as I got there, you left. Mm-hmm. You went home for the week, and it was me and Seth and Mom and Dad and the boys to clean up, and Grandpa. Grandpa brought the semi down, and we got everything loaded, everything. I mean, we had that first booth picked up, I mean, in no time. Mm-hmm. No time. When I, I got there at 8.30, the boys and I, we had the buffet. Yeah. The buffet was free for the boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. We went in there, and they were super nice to us. Boys ate. They just thought that was the greatest thing. Yeah. I mean, we had French toast, and, mm-hmm. and you, you can about imagine. Waffles, eggs, bacon. Yeah. So we, we did kind of take our good old time at breakfast because that, that was a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. And so we get there, and they already had the tender trailer out, mm-hmm. and they already had the spreader out. The spreader out. Yeah. They were pulling the tender trailer out as I was coming in. So dad said, go get the, the old trailer, mm-hmm. bring it in. And so, boom, within 10 minutes, I had that old trailer because uh, I was able to sneak around like the tie outs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to sneak around there. I didn't have to go all the way around the loop. Okay. They had all that open. Yeah. So I go down, get the trailer, come back up. And in 10 minutes, I had that trailer in there. We get all the boxes out, get the flooring put in there and i got the trailer out we had that first booth done completely done in about it was by 10 o'clock really yeah it was the other booth that probably took us a lot longer um just wheeling stuff out and yeah kind of the pain yeah and then we had to wait on some forklifts to get those cedars sure so we had everything done. Dad had actually told Seth and I to leave. The only thing left was the two seaters. Mm-hmm. And the forklift was telling us it was going to be an hour. Dad's like, well, why don't you guys leave? And I'm like, no, we'll, we'll leave whenever it's done. Mm-hmm. And so sure enough, an hour turned into about 15 minutes. Yeah. We had a forklift in no time. And we're loading that red cedar. And, you know, it didn't have any, of course, you know, it didn't get any wheels put under it. Right. And so to load it, I took two blocks of wood and put them in the center of that cedar mm-hmm. and set it down. And that thing is pretty light. I mean, right. it depends who you ask. <laughs> I think it's pretty light. <laughs> and so I said, well, we'll set them blocks down. So that way our forklift driver, bless her heart really good great driver yeah she's super smart mm-hmm. she didn't know the first word of english oh i mean it was all hand signals mm-hmm. and and the scary part was is she would kind of look at you like she could read your mind mm-hmm. it's like man like is she gonna pull ahead is she gonna you know like it, mm-hmm. we couldn't communicate really well so it was kind of sure. nerve-wracking yeah like like if i get start yelling no What's she going to do? Right. Is she going to hit the pedal? You know? So we were doing hand signals and she was really good, but we get, we get it loaded. And so now dad's like, well, we got to pull them blocks out of there. And I said, okay. And so I lifted up the cedar to get the first block. I think I put, I just pushed it over the Mm -hmm. cedar up and he reached in from the bot from the front and grabbed that block. Mm -hmm. The second block was in the back. And he goes, hold on, let me climb up there and I'll get that. Because I had to lift up the cedar to get this one. And I lifted up the cedar and dad leaned in there and reached under there. Granted, this is the extreme last thing to load. 
the last. Mm-hmm. Like we get this cedar on, we get it strapped down. We're home in a record time. Right. I mean it, especially for having two booths. Mm-hmm. It was record time. And so dad leaned up under there and what he, what I think he did is he set his left hand down to rest to like carry his body as he reached up in there with his right hand to grab the block. Mm-hmm. And I lifted that cedar up because again, it wasn't very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I reached, he reached in there, he grabbed the block and he pulls it out and I could see that his hand had cleared and he said, okay. And I mean, and so I dropped the cedar and I mean, I, I'll be honest. I didn't just kind of set it down. I dropped it and I dropped that cedar and dad just starts hollering and yelling. And I'm like, what the heck? I first thought he hit his head. Cause when I mm-hmm. kind of let the cedar down, the fan came pretty close to his head. I thought mm-hmm. I dropped it on his head and I was like, Oh, he shouldn't have had his head there. <laughs> and, and, here i kind of look down he's not moving like he's not getting away well here his hand stuck under the cedar i'm like oh shoot well then i lift up the cedar and i think i made it worse because i lifted up the cedar on my end oh and it put more of the weight down on his head and he's he's all all yelling and i'm like man how am i going to do this because i was on the wrong side i was on the opposite side right finally i got kind of wiggled around enough to a point where i could I got it up off of his hand and luckily he had gloves on Mm -hmm. and um, it would have hurt equally as bad, but I think there would have been a lot more blood if he didn't have his gloves on. Uh And so he's sitting there. I mean, he's in pain. I mean, I, I smoked his finger (laughs) and you know, any other part of your body, it wouldn't have been bad, but there's so many feelers in your fingers, you know, And, and it's, it's even more painful on your fingers. And, he was in he was in extreme pain mm-hmm. and uh and so at that point you know when you're there with someone who's in that kind of pain there's really nothing you can you can't do anything nothing yeah you know as long as i asked him it was it bleeding i said is it bleeding because if it was bleeding a lot you know we would have to take care of that right, right. away it wasn't it was just barely bleeding and so I'm like well we can get some ice and stuff but there's really not much we can do i mean it's going to thump <laughs> That's just all there is to it. And uh, so, I mean, I, I strapped down the cedars and grandpa was, he needed some water because I think he was about to pass out. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, I think I'm like him in the fact that injuries or blood or cuts, I, I can lose it pretty quick. Yeah. And so he says, get me something to drink. I'm like, oh boy, I know what that means. <laughs> he's going to pass out here on us and then we'll really have, well, and what even made it better or worse depending on who you ask the forklift driver saw the whole thing (laughs) so she's trying to convey to us um that she feels sorry for him and then and she ended up just kind of slipping away like i'm gonna get out of (laughs) here but so we got him some ice and stuff got him all taken care of and so that was everything was going just too perfect mm-hmm. and then that that had to happen so he ended up going to the ER when we got home and i they said none of his fingers were broke yeah so yeah that's well, good his hand wasn't broke it's black and blue though oh it, it's, yeah it's good and black and blue yeah. so he's gonna be on a beach in aruba with a black hand yeah so <laughs> i was kind of surprised that nothing was broke but it is what it is so mm-hmm. that's how quick and and it was so dumb it yeah. was so dumb on on everyone's part how mm-hmm. you know how it happened just, right. it, and it always is mm-hmm. it's just so dumb you're doing the dumbest stuff and mm-hmm. it just yeah but other than that it, it packing up went really well mm-hmm. it was it was great but yeah we got home and um let's talk about you know, we've talked enough about the farm show. Why don't we talk a little bit about what we talked about there? What what were guys, because this week I've talked to so many guys who maybe were or weren't there. Hey, how was the farm show? I heard there was a big crowd. Did you sell anything? What did you sell? What was hot? For me, and, and I, I don't know how we'll ever figure this out, mm-hmm. but we said this after the second day. We are going to sell more. 
mm-hmm. out of this year's Louisville Farm Show yep. than what we did last year. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me. Oh, uh, the amount of people that we talked to in the first two days and the quality of the people that we talked to as far as caliber of customer was extremely by far superior than the last two years that we've been there by far um you know i've only been going there so this would have been my third year at louisville and it was i i had never seen it like that and you're like yeah this is like the glory days like how it used to be like there would be people waiting in line for you this and that and but uh you know a lot of what we talked about you know obviously we had a spreader in our booth so that was a very very big topic of what we talked about throughout the week um realistically just fertilizer placement in general you know we had the planning unit or the planter tank fertilizer unit in the in the booth as well so we did a lot of totally tubulars and fertilizer placement on the planter um and then also the triple threat with that so we had our new true trail uh dual parallel linkage colder yep um in the booth there as well uh along with the triple threat and i i tell you what i've talked to more and more guys here that have been doing this whole micro deal with with the triple threat doing two products on their side dress application yes i think a lot of agronomists are really pushing pretty hard for that from what i've been hearing is is that evidently those micros don't travel far enough like the nitrogen does yeah and so you want to get that placed as close as you can to the stalk and it doesn't from what i understand it doesn't really do anything as far as burn and you don't have to put a lot on um i think anywhere from like five to ten gallons per acre is pretty realistic from what i've been hearing but yeah there's you know we've sold the triple threats for a long time mainly as a a a way to divide up your nitrogen placement Mm -hmm. um but now we are getting a big flush of guys that are using it for a dual product yeah. And, and they're setting up their side dress applicators mm-hmm. for dual product. And I think that's pretty cool, you know, to be able to, you know, because all the time we're going to hone in more and more on, you know, mixing products and, and what products to place where. And that triple threat is a great way to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really think that what, what we saw at Louisville was guys wanting to focus back in again on ROI. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at what was hot, the closing wheels, the row cleaners, everything you just rattled off. Mm -hmm. In years past, if they had a planner and it needed two or three things done to it, let's say it needed new closing wheels, it didn't have top of the line row cleaners. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know what? now's the time i you know we had a good year we're just going to trade off this planner mm-hmm. i'm not going to go buy attachments for it because i don't think that that chassis in those row units are good enough for what i want to put on it right so let's just go brand new mm-hmm. we've we've got the money yep and let's just trade mm-hmm. and so they did and so they got brand new planners mm-hmm. and it got decked out with this and this and this well now today there's guys saying okay here we go we're coming up to plant season we let's try it let's let's get on this row cleaner program because Mm -hmm. what it can do is is we can cut back our seeding rate we can maximize soybean emergence we can Mm -hmm. maybe reduce tillage passes the list goes on Mm -hmm. and so they called up john deere and said hey get me a a trade price on my 7200 mm-hmm. to go to a, a 1775 i'm not going to plant high speed but i want the 1775 and in five years if my boy wants to take over he can go high speed mm-hmm. well they get that trade difference and and realize that john deere doesn't think that their planner is worth as much as what it was two years ago when they bought it right they're like whoa whoa you know mm-hmm. I, we're not trading today buddy mm-hmm. you know not today but they still want to do something right and that's where we come in mm-hmm. that's where we come in and we can take that planner and get it up to snuff to place in seeds 
and maximizing maximizing emergence much like a brand new planner would today mm -hmm. that is our job right and that's what we saw this year at mm -hmm. louisville last year guys were up in the green red booths talking about trading their planners getting that new 2150 getting the new 75. Mm -hmm. this year there was less of that yep and there was more of let's go get some products that we can put a serious pencil to mm -hmm. and that's what we saw period yep. i mean we were just talking off air before the podcast in the last two months probably approaching 300 rows of row cleaners oh easily that we've sold easily mm -hmm. you know th that's a big sign yep. that that tells me everything i need to know uh, on top of that too you know disc openers have been pretty in the heat here mm -hmm. recently as well so you know there were a lot of guys that would just be like oh well it needs disc openers and then it, it needs new closing wheels and like you said they just go trade it off and get a new planner and they don't have to mess around with changing all that stuff so right so <clears throat> like you said roi was definitely a big push this yeah. year yeah so we've always focused on roi i mean mm -hmm. we started this business in 2010 and corn wasn't six dollars then right it wasn't until 2020 mm -hmm. so we were we were doing it for 10 years on right. on focusing on products mm -hmm. with jeff worley yep on nutrient placement and planner attachments mm -hmm. just focusing on making what you have better mm -hmm. and and literal profitability and uh that's what we're going to keep seeing and yep. honestly i think that's where we thrive mm -hmm. you know the the past couple of years it, it's been well if you can if you can build it and put it on your lot you're good mm -hmm. it's it's going to find a new home yep um now we're going to have to show guys the the knowledge and experience that we have right is going to carry us mm -hmm. that that's that's what i'm so excited about is um this is as they say when you find out who's been swimming without their pants on mm -hmm. and uh and so i'm excited for that because well i ain't gonna get in the pool with you yeah well i've had my pants on okay well that's good so but we uh that that right there everything i just said is is my opinion on what we saw at the farm show yeah and how we will sell more out of that show this year mm -hmm. than what we did last year in which i think we're already pretty close yeah we got a couple larger deals that need to fall here yet yeah to to really mm -hmm. put a cap on that right but uh but yeah and, and i'll tell you two big things that in influenced us or that were big deals for us is number one jm brought a liquid applicator down to the show mm -hmm. this was the first year um that jm had an applicator down there and, and of course that's big for us yeah and we got a, a lead out of that mm -hmm. jm sent a guy down to us yep and uh and hopefully we can we can connect on one yeah you know just yesterday i had some guys here from tiff in ohio okay and he goes geez am i i never even knew jnm made an applicator you know from so tiffin from tiffin wow you get that a lot really mm -hmm. you know they're well, known for they're up a number first country though true but overall they're known for for grain carts sure and uh and so some people are surprised when they see that but yeah but number two I'll tell you the second big thing. Salford is is kick, killing it at mm -hmm. farm shows in general. Mm -hmm. um, I know you didn't get a witness the panel stuff that we did with like Ivers and Dave. Right. There's so much to build off of on those. Like right. Tara, there. Um, she she, uh, she does a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. We we did a. A panel where Ivers Farms, myself, and Dave got up in front of everyone, or I say in front of everyone. We just we just sat in chairs with a backdrop behind us, mm -hmm. and and we had microphones, and there were speakers, and this is right in the middle of the show. So people are walking by, looking at us like, "What are these guys doing?" Mm -hmm. And so Tara starts talking, and and she's asking us questions like, "Hey, 
how do you see cover crops benefiting people Mm -hmm. period you know and so we would go down the line well you know with our cedars we're seeing a lot of guys build waterways or you know seed wheat or Mm -hmm. you name it and then so they had a territory reps experience a dealer's experience and then ivers who Mm -hmm. own one they're big farmers right so as we you know we would for the first 10 minutes there really wasn't anyone that would stop right but you get about 15 minutes into it Mm -hmm. and there were there were times where there were probably 30 people standing there listening and watching Mm -hmm. and and i wish i really wish we would have drug it out for like an hour got guys in the background shouting at you telling you you don't know what you're doing we did have a what you're talking about we did have a few uh not protesters what do they call that hecklers yeah hecklers we did have a few hecklers yeah um no one was throwing food or anything no we did have a couple hecklers yeah one in general that (laughs) that i know pretty well that yeah so um but as soon as we were you know i say build off of it because you never know how that stuff's going to go right and that's why i told tara i said it's it's never going to fail right it's always going to be a success but we know now how to improve it right and you only know how to improve it by doing it right but I think next time we'll drag it out a little bit because just about the time we would get 30 people there, we were kind of getting ready to close up. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we could, you know, I think you might as well just factor in the first 15 minutes of being kind of a wash. There's basically nothing. There's yeah. really not going to be a lot of people listening. Right. They did record the whole thing. And so it's available on YouTube and mm-hmm. stuff. But as far as people interacting at the show, and then by the time, you know, there'd be 30 people there, and they were wanting to ask questions and stuff and it was a really really good deal that was so fun Mm -hmm. that was so fun i i would do that 10 times again in a heartbeat but not only that they then took it a step further and they have a little salford after show party Mm -hmm. for for like uh salford employees salford dealers yep um um, some influencers and and yep. then they invited some Salford owners. Yeah. There was several Salford owners there as well. Mm-hmm. Farmers who who run the equipment. So we got to spend an evening with all of those people. They they supplied the food and it it was great. But not only that, but they they brought down a lot of people from the company. We met so many people that we deal with on a daily basis that we never get to see mm-hmm. some of them people that you're like, man, he's bailed me out of so many problems in my yep. life and I finally get to meet him. Yep. And yep. so it was so fun. Um, they're doing a phenomenal job at that. And so those two things, not only do we have our own booth at the farm show, but we have our other, our manufacturers that we rep for mm-hmm. um, showcasing us in a way as right. well. And so that's a big deal that's a big deal to us mm-hmm. so yeah pretty much uh pretty much sums up the the gist of the uh of the farm show yeah did did you meet anyone at the farm show or or have any crazy stories or um anything well, odd well there's this guy out in illinois that is a bit of an influencer i don't know if you ever heard of him his name's tony reed Oh yeah. Yep. Tell us about that. Yep. So I never really got to talk to you about this. So uh I was we stayed we stayed at the golf for, house. For those that don't know Tony Reed. Yeah. Or that doesn't hit him real hard. Just Grown brief corn twenty twenty. He's basically an influencer and he basically lets you know how it is in a vulgar way. <laughs> he does some hilarious yes, videos. It, it is very funny on on some of the stuff that he does. He just he talks about it. He I watched a video of his uh, right before the farm show, and he was saying that he was coming to the Louisville farm show, and I'm like, okay, all right, well. And uh, he goes, yeah, well, he drove this like 1984 Buick. I don't even know what it was. Like it it was an old vehicle, and he's like, yep, I'm gonna bring the title and. If she breaks down on my way there, I'm just going to sign the title and leave it sit there. And whoever wants to come grab it, they can come grab it. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And well, I'm get where I'm like just getting to the hotel and I'm going upstairs. 
and I'm sitting in the elevator and all of a sudden Tony Reed walks right in front of my elevator and I'm like, and everybody else in the, uh, in the elevator is like, well, that was freaking Tony Reed. And I go, yeah, it was. <laughs> and so, uh, we go upstairs and later on that night, we're sitting at the bar there in the hotel and sure enough, right there he is. And I go up and say hi to him. And I asked him if he made it here in the Buick and he goes, Oh hell. Yeah. He goes, Oh hell yeah, I did. And he goes, yep. I, I checked the dipstick and made sure that she had enough oil. She didn't. I threw a quarter, a quart of Lucas in it and here I am. <laughs> So I, I just talked to him very briefly, but he's about what you could imagine off of what his videos are. I mean, he is the exact same guy. I mean, he had a pair of jeans on that had, I mean, he had, it looked like he just left the farm. Yeah. Like it just, he's one of those guys that he's super down to earth and he's, he's, he's a cool cat. He's pretty funny. So that's awesome. But yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. It was neat to to meet him and it was like he he was telling me he goes he goes you wouldn't freaking believe how many old guys come up that see my video he goes i get more old guys that come up to me and say he goes and i'm talking like 60 to like 80 years old 80 year old guys that come up to me and they're like hey i like your stuff yeah <laughs> like he goes i get more of that than what i do kids coming up to me and saying that they like my stuff well he's real oh yeah he probably offends too many kids probably. younger people you know but <laughs> he's too real soft <laughs> right he he talks about it the way it is it's so funny there's i mean mm -hmm. there's no hide nothing there yeah. and that's for sure it's yeah. hilarious but i didn't have I, I didn't meet anyone like that and i honestly nothing i know i asked the question but i don't know that anything jumps out at me i, I met I, a lot of saw a lot of <laughs> people that i already knew mm -hmm. and i just love i love the guys that i that you go to louisville and you've seen them every year and they talk to you mm -hmm. every year at louisville and that's the only time you see them yep those are some of my favorite people yeah i had a guy i had this happen a few times they'd kind of walk by the booth look up kind of look down slow down you'd see their mind just turning and they look up at me and they'd say adam yeah and i get this real frightened feeling like shoot am i supposed to know this guy like gosh dang it i'm gonna feel really bad if i don't know this guy you know how many times that happened last week like mm, guys you remember me oh gosh dang it i don't i'm sorry yeah. you know and and they'd say adam yeah oh i watch your youtube videos yep. and, and instantly it's a huge relief because i'm like okay good i don't have to I don't remember you and I don't have to now. Like <laughs> I've never met you before. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's great. And I had one guy, he's like, he, he was like, yeah, I, I really like your videos. And he said, actually I bought a Salford tool because of your videos. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, that right there, that yep. made the show. Like, yep. he's like, I didn't buy it from you. I know I'm pretty far away, but I bought a Salford tool because of your videos. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. that's, that's sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. And I hope more and more of that happens all the time, but you don't always hear about it. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I had a lot of guys comment on either this podcast or mm -hmm. the YouTube videos and stuff. So, yeah, I had quite a few guys come up and talk about the podcast. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, that's thank great. you for all the listens. We, yeah, we try to do our best. So, we're approaching 10,000 mm -hmm. total listens. So, I don't know if we'll get there on this one or not, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's it was, just us. So, they probably don't, you know. Oh, they, these are good. Well, actually, Gold. these are some of the some of the really good ones that we have. Yeah, yeah, this will probably be a record one because we haven't even talked about coyote hunting yet. We get into that and they probably scroll like, geez, I'm here we go again. Oh my God. We're going to talk more about Cody. <laughs> They're like, just get Cody a new scope for gosh sakes. He missed again. <laughs> is this boar crooked? Maybe we'll get. <laughs> this is boar crooked. What's going on here? <laughs> what are you talking about? I haven't missed here in a while. I missed. I actually How many times did you miss the last time we went hunting? None, because I didn't shoot. No, the last time. <laughs> the last time you, we shot, you ding-dong. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, I know. Because well, it was like five. Yeah. I three know. of those shots were also over 300 yards. One of them was within 70. Yeah, but I got them on the second shot, so it doesn't no. matter. Yeah, I did. No. Yes. Not the loner at the hayfield. Oh, that one. Yeah. That okay. One. See, here we go. We're starting to forget there's so many. Okay. I won't talk about it. We'll stop talking about the coyote misses. Whatever. All right. I'll drop it. <clears throat> we haven't even got to talk about that extravaganza yet. Yeah, I think we did. Did we? Um, I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to talk about it sometime. We're we're getting to the end here. My phone is blowing up. Jeez, and it's right eleven now. o'clock already. And it's eleven o'clock. But yep. this has been fun. Um, we've been been getting a lot of projects coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're getting to the point. Bunch, bunch of tender trailers. Yeah, tender trailers. Um, have been good. Mm-hmm. The semi tender trailers. Yes. Um, we uh. We need to, um, you know, do more videos on those tender trailers. But what what we're seeing is, uh, you know, a lot of guys just want to become more efficient with that with that sprayer pass, and yeah. and we've been able to, uh, you know, hone in on that market, and it kind of plays right into hand with what we do with planter fertilizer, right, and plumbing and stuff. And mm-hmm. so Brent's in there right now welding up a tote rack, mm-hmm. so. Uh, second one second tote rack mm-hmm. yep yeah it's been good so rolling the applicators through app yeah i was just getting ready to say this is the time of year when you start to kind of look at the calendar a little bit you're like hmm okay it's march one basically mm-hmm. okay we got this this and this to do yet this and this and then this and this that that little stack that you thought you had just keeps getting a little bit bigger well, every day it keeps getting bigger and and we're get closer and closer to that April 15th yeah. day every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is that time of year where you're like, man, we're going to need a little bit of magic to happen. Sun's shining right now. It's going to be 60 degrees a few times in the next 10 days. So yeah. we'll see what we get into. Mm-hmm. We'll get it done. But uh, that's all we've got for today. That was, uh, we had a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. really, but we really haven't had a good opportunity to really sit down and talk about a lot of this stuff though either yeah just a lot going on here in the last five days that yep just catching up and everything yep so that was really good so i've got some some pigs that are hopefully going to farrow here soon so maybe hopefully today hopefully maybe we'll do a a podcast talking about the pigs yeah i'm a first time pig farrower oh so this oh. could go pretty good. It could go pretty bad. Find out. There's probably some guys out there that farrow 50 hogs a day laughing at me. but Probably. Got to start somewhere. If you ain't ever been there, you ain't going to have success. Yep. So we'll see. The boys like messing around with some pigs, and so we've got some Berkshires, and uh, we'll see what we get into. But Yeah, they taste pretty good, too. They do, and mm-hmm. that's really our goal is just to kind of raise some Berkshires and sell them as as uh feeder pigs mm-hmm. and the boys like to screw around with them at the same time so it's a win-win for everyone yeah so well we're going to get off of here we enjoy you guys uh telling us that you listen and, and we enjoy doing the podcast so we will talk to you on the next one yep thanks guys <laughs>